Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Kathy Gray, and I am your host. And I'm so thrilled today because we have a very special guest. Um, it's always a joy to see like-minded people doing important work to help the mental side of the game for our girls. So today we are very thrilled to have this special guest who is doing wonderful work to help grow confidence in our female athletes. Shay Haddo is an expert coach and speaker on confidence and mindset for female athletes. She is the founder of Alpha Girl Confidence, host of the Alpha Girl Confidence podcast, and author of the best-selling book, Be the Confident. Please welcome Shay Haddo. Thanks, Cassie. So excited to be here. It's funny when you when I hear the word best-selling book, I'm like, best-selling. Okay. <laughs> I'll take I feel it. Like, it is. like I, it, we it, hear about your book a lot, so I'm really yeah. excited. It does well. It does well. Yeah, yeah. So we just wanted, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, like it's hard to find um, people who are doing similar like-minded work. And we are of the notion that, you know, the more the more people doing this kind of work, the better. We are not competitive with anybody about that kind of stuff. And we just feel like the more girls that we can serve in this way, the better. And so we just love what you do. And we want to hear more about your own story and how you came to be this best-selling author and, and a mindset coach kind of. So let's start, you know, back with your own soccer and, and how you started and how you came to be where you are now, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So like growing up from a young age, like soccer and basketball was, was my life. Like that's all I wanted to do. I was, I was a great athlete. I was confident. I was fast. I was, I had all of the, the things. And then when I was 12 years old, like crazy that it happened so young, but I tore my ACL when I was 12. And so it was like this long, you know, nine months to a year of, of being injured. And when I came back to the field after that, that recovery period, like I was a completely different person. Like my confidence was so incredibly low. Um, I lost all my speed too. So even on the physical side, I had to completely change the way that I played. But the biggest thing was just like my mindset and my confidence. And I felt like I was so behind I felt um, so alone too. Like I had, I didn't have anyone to talk to as it related to what I was going through. Um, and so like the, the struggles of me, you know, not feeling confident and being terrified of making mistakes. And really like I, there was so many periods I remember of like not wanting to go to practice, like not wanting to go to games because I just wasn't having fun anymore. And I remember when I was 15 years old, like, so this was from 13 to 15, right? When I was 15 years old, I remember um, before going to practice one day, looking in the mirror and just like seeing myself looking miserable and just being like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to play anymore. And at that time was like a big time to try to get recruited. Right. And everyone else on my club team was getting offers from North Carolina, Santa Clara, BYU, like these huge schools. And I wasn't getting the looks that my teammates were getting. So it was a combination of the pressure to play for a D1 school. And you know what? I just don't love this anymore because I'm not confident that really like weighed on me. Um, well, it turns out like I, I ended up still continuing to play. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to surf cup. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get recruited. Like, I'm just going to give it one more go. So I went to Surf Cup. It went really well. Um, I actually had some some good fun there. Um, ended up getting recruited to play um, for a D1 school in Virginia, Virginia Commonwealth University, and then ended up transferring to Utah State. But the thing is, is that my my confidence didn't all of a sudden just like spike up and everything was rainbows and unicorns in college. Like even in college, um, I struggled. And my junior year was probably like the worst 
the worst year of my whole career because I got injured again. So I had to deal with that process again. I lost my starting spot. My confidence went down the tube again. I wasn't a very good teammate. I was always comparing myself to my teammates and um, not very happy at the girl that took my spot and wasn't taking responsibility for my own growth and development. Um, and so then in between my junior and senior year, I like I had started kind of taking some sports psychology classes and we had a sports psychologist who I absolutely love kind of come to work with us a little bit. And so I thought like, you know what, like the, the things I'm experiencing, like it's it's very little about the physical and it's almost all about the mental right? It's all about my mental game. And I have the power and the responsibility to take responsibility for, for my last year. And so I started digging more into sports psychology and mental performance and mindset and confidence and all of those things. And the difference between my junior and senior year was complete night and day. Like I went from, you know, like sitting the bench, being completely miserable, um, not being happy for my team when we won the championship, like that kind of stuff to then being like team captain starter had so much fun my senior year. And I completely attribute it to just working on my mindset and just being more confident, having more fun, taking all that pressure off of myself. And so that's why like, and then after that, I went on to coach, um, I coached 10 year olds, 12 year olds, 13 year olds, and then started my own private training business. And throughout all the coaching I noticed that girls were also going the same, going through the same things I was going through in my youth career. Um, you know, like so many of the same things of being scared to make mistakes, being um, worried about what other people think, not wanting to disappoint my teammates, like all of the same things I was going through. And so then I had a shift in like 2020 where I was like, you know what, I, I don't want to do this on the field coaching anymore. I just want to focus on the mental game because I think this is where I'm the most passionate and where I think I can most make the most impact and what I think girls actually need the most. So that's kind of how I got from my whole journey to now why I do what I do is because I've been through what the girls are going through and I don't want them to go through it and go through it alone because I was completely alone. Um, obviously my family was very supportive, but it just wasn't the same to, to, to know that like, or at least I thought that I was the only one that wasn't confident or was experiencing anxiety and all that kind of stuff as a kid. So now it's just like my mission and my goal to help girls to see that they're not alone, um, to help them see that they are powerful and worthy and confident, like regardless of what's going on in their external world. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I, I have a lot of people on our staff have similar journeys to that. And um, we see the same thing where, you know, youth are dealing with this. Did you ever have anybody talk about mental skills or mindset through your youth career or is it just college was the first time? Yeah, not ever. Like, not that I recall. I, I, I just don't think it was really much of a thing then, at least for youth athletes. So yeah, it wasn't until like my junior year of college that I like took the sports psychology class and we had the sports psychologist come in and help us. Yeah, no, same here. And I think that's where, um, that's why I love that you're working with youth. What ages do you start with? Um, usually you start with like 10 and up, but most common is like that middle school age. I think that's definitely like a hard, a hard phase transition phase, you know, middle schools, those awkward years for sure. Totally. And so I love it also that you transitioned from, um, coaching kind of on the field to just doing this because we've had the same experiences as well. And I think, um, there's a lot of technical private training type of organizations and, and companies out there that are doing wonderful work, but 
there aren't that many, um, you know, what doing what you're doing. So where you are at and when you started, did it feel like you were very alone in that or, or do you feel like there's now a lot more? Like, what have you seen in your time doing this? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that there was a couple, um, I felt alone in the sense of like, I was only working with, with girls. Like, I don't think I had ever seen that before, at least where I was at. Um, but then I, I feel like in the last like couple years, like it's really kind of exploded with the, not only the private training stuff, but just like organizations like yours and I, is that really focus on and help girls, which is really cool to see. So I feel like there has been a huge growth in that and being able to connect with people that all have this same mission is, is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love also that your focus is almost like strictly confidence because that is an umbrella term we know with so many facets underneath it. But, um, can you speak a little bit about your, your journey and getting to like what you offer and what you are and the programs that you do in your book a little bit? I would love to hear about that. Yeah. So I'll start with my book because that came like really, really early on in the process, actually, like before I started doing like full on like confidence coaching. Um, so the book was right when I was starting the confidence coaching and I, I wanted a way in addition to my podcast, because my podcast was already started in addition to my podcast, which I could like get my message out there, like to the masses, like to people from all over, not just the country, but the world. And so I wrote my book in the end of 2019. Um, and just kind of like what I've learned, I, I, there's a lot of my own experience in there. Um, and also like what worked for me when I was playing. And so one of the coolest things that I get to hear about my book is when girls will, you know, reach out to me or send me a DM and just be like, I loved hearing about your story and, and how relatable it is. Like, that's what I wanted my book to be was like something that these girls could relate to. So that's probably what I'm most proud of as far as my book goes is it's just this space where girls can see like, whoa, she's been through this too. And, and she was able to kind of, you know, break through it and, and learn these things. So that's my book. And then, so my programs and how they've evolved, um, they've gone from a lot more of just like sports focused and confidence focused to now. And, and we, there's probably a lot of things we can talk about like in between, but now it's like, I know the word holistic gets like thrown around kind of a lot. It's like kind of that word that gets thrown around, but now my program um, is like so much more in line with my values as a person and what's important to me. And that was a big shift that I made even in the last year when I kind of took a little bit of a break to where I want girls to be able to not only like be confident, um, like that's the main thing to have a great connection with themselves, but also to like, like so cheesy, so cheesy, but like make the world a better place and like be able to connect with others and have great relationships and just be so in tune, like with their body and with nature, because those are the things that really helped me um, in my youth and even adult life to help me with confidence and my mental health and all of those things. So it's really important to me that I incorporated me into the program and what's helped me in, in my life, um, not just, you know, on the mental side, but also on the emotional side and physical side too. Absolutely. Oh, I love that too. Um, and so you're still, so you mentioned something about taking a little break. Um, I'd love to hear more about that too, because I think you and I have off, off recording, talked a little bit, just a little bit about this space and how, um, 
I think were of similar generations where soccer was not as big of a business growing up. And now it is. And I know we've struggled with this too, or going into really wanting to help and do mission driven and purposeful work and how you're also within this like structured business, um, which can can feel weird at times because that's not the mission driven work you're aiming for, but you also have to make a living, right? So right. tell us a little bit about your journey when you started in 2019, you read the book or you wrote the book yeah. and then what programs you offered and then kind of into this past year. Yeah. So like starting with like the programs I offered, I started with just like one-on-one coaching. It was like eight week program, um, really kind of, um, the curriculum and like what I taught was very, um, in alignment with what the book is. And then I kind of shifted into group coaching and I've created like, you know, a couple group coaching programs that I have absolutely adored. And then in the last year with sports being such a big business and me kind of opening my eyes to, all of the not so good stuff about youth sports and how a lot of families um, get taken advantage of by clubs. And it's just kind of this money grab. And like, you know, you have to do private training if you want to be good enough. And if, if you have to do this training, to be, if you want to get recruited and, and it's turned into a lot about like status and like who has the most resources, well, that's who's going to succeed and whoever can play for the club with the most letters behind it, ECNL, NPL, like, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, it's just become so much about the adult egos, in my opinion. And so that was kind of a lot of me kind of grappling with that last year is figuring out like, am I, am I like playing a role in this, you know, youth sports conundrum? Like, am I part of the problem? And so I really had a bit of like a, a a crisis there, like wondering, like, shoot, am I am I part of the problem? Am I m- making families think that they absolutely need me and need my work in order to, you know, like reach their goals and go to college and like all of these things? And so that's why I took this break because it just what I was doing at the time. Um, fell out of alignment with my long-term goals and just me and my values as a person. And so I took that break and that break was probably the best thing that's ever happened for me and the business and the impact I can make. Because during that break, I realized that like our work is so incredibly needed in this space Mm -hmm. that the, the business of youth sports probably isn't going to change. It's going to stay a business. It's going to be a business. It's going to, people are going to be taken advantage of. And it's our work that I think helps kids and families the most to kind of help them to see like, Hey, what's really important in this whole sports thing. What's important is the sport is the, the relationship with the sport, the most important thing. No, like your relationship as a human being with yourself, that's the most important. And sports is a great vehicle to help you develop so many of these skills but like bringing it back to like the the mental health, the emotional health, the the confidence, like that's what kids really, really need now more than ever. And so I finally kind of saw that clearly in that like I'm doing everything I can to be helpful in this in this space of them being taken advantage of a lot. Um, so that's kind of a, a a clear insight that I had throughout this break. And now I've come out of it um, more clear than ever about the impact that I want to make. And, you know, just like, I I know it's not easy and I can, I'm sure you're the same that it's not easy. Um, 
but I'm like willing to do everything I can to help girls and help families in this way. Same. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that's the biggest issue we have too. And, um, you know, I have other, other jobs that I do. This isn't my full-time work. And I started this because of my having a daughter and, and thinking about her life. And so when you mentioned the holistic piece, that, that really strikes me as such, such an important piece to this, because I think as girls and women, um, our, our social emotional well-being is tied to everything we do and including sports, but, and, but I think like this youth soccer business is what's taking away from realizing that what we gain from sports is what we use in the rest of our life. And it helps mold us as humans. And I think that when we lose sight of that, then that's when the social emotional is, you know, starts to tank. And um, in my day job, I'm a social emotional coach um, for school districts. And so I'm working with kids in that regard too. And I, I just think, I think what frustrates me and I think what you seem to have a really great vibe on um, is just keeping it so positive in the space. And I think like there's, I struggle sometimes with getting frustrated with the business and, and wanting to call it out and wanting to call attention to it, but also realizing that like, you know, what good is that? I don't want to add to the anger and the frustration, but I also, it's really hard because some parents are getting like the complete wrong message within the sport. And I think that's where I go back and forth. You seem to be very like settled on that, like able to give your mission and message in a really positive way. And so I just, I commend you for that. Cause I think that's one of the hardest parts of this is really yeah. having that aspect. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that. And there's still times that like, and I think the frustration comes from like, just caring so much. Like I remember when I, before I took my break, I was like, I just wish I didn't care so much. Cause that's like what it, it was like eating away at me, like not being able to, to help girls and seeing people get taken advantage of and seeing you know, parents prioritize like skills training over mental training when I'm like, it's like, they're going to be done with their ball, like, you know, in five, 10 years, but like the rest of their life, they need these other skills. And so there's, there, there has been a lot of frustration and there still is frustration, um, just in like getting, getting the message out there and helping people to like, see the importance of it. Like it's the frustration is still there, but it's because we care so much. Totally. No, I agree. I think, and I think that's where I wish I didn't care as much too at times. I'm also, I have two kids who play comp soccer and one is a girl. And so it's now as a parent, like I'm seeing this other side too, where I'm like, wait a minute, you don't, you don't really believe you have to go to that just because it's all, you know, like, like, you know, having been through it, I'm aware and having my husband was the director of coaching for a little while. So like, I know all the other sides of it as you do as well. And I think that's where it's like, you're getting duped. You're getting tricked into this, you know, don't go there. Um, but I think like, I think what you're offering and I love, I I follow you on social media and I love, um, that you take like social media breaks and you take time away from your phone and you really, you really are living what you are, you know, teaching. And I think that's such a, um, such an important piece to this because I think a lot of people are getting duped by people who are not, fully themselves in both regards. And it seems that you are. And I just love that. So thank you. Yeah. I have a hard time doing stuff that's against um, what I personally do. Like it just, I have like a real strong connection with like what my values are. And if I'm off from that, like, it's really hard for me to do it. So I let's, that's why I got to like, stay real clear about that, you know, practice what you preach. 
Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So going forward, now that you kind of are coming out of this break, what are some of the things you're looking to do? How are you growing your programs or which direction are you going in now with the kind of going into the future? Yeah. So during the break, towards the end of the break, um, I, I started the creation of this new program called Beyond the Athlete. Um, and we actually start here pretty soon, but it's really uh, centered around four pillars, which is helping girls to develop their relationship and connection with their self, number one connection to their body, connection to nature, and then connection to others. So it really is like this, this much more like holistic thing. And the, the, the core of it is still like mindset and, and confidence and emotional resilience and that kind of stuff, but adding in these other pillars. Um, and so that's really my focus is, is growing, you know, this program and helping girls through this program. And, you know, I started the podcast back up. Um, so really focusing on those two things. And, and like, I would, I would absolutely love to write another book this year. Um, it just, ha I just have to be in a space where I, where I have the time and space to, you know, be able to let the inspiration come through. Like I'm not someone that can force um, my, my words and like force content. Like it has to be, I have to be in the right space for that. So those are kind of the big focuses this year is, is my new program beyond the athlete, the podcast, and then, you know, hopefully a book soon. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the book is, is such a, um, uh, I was telling you earlier, like it, it pops up in our, like girls talk about your book in our programs that they've read it. Um, and I think there are very few books about this from former athletes who talk about this stuff. And, and I actually get questions from girls a lot. Like, um, you know, we talk about like reset rituals and response to failure. And, and we try to talk, we talk about watching girls play soccer and catching those moments where we think they are reframing their thinking on the field. And a lot of girls are like, you know, why aren't more women talking about this? And I, I have a hard time answering that sometimes because I think some of it is just that um, it, it's still kind of a new concept to be, sadly. Yeah. Um, do you feel the same? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I absolutely think it's still this new concept that I think it's gaining some steam, um, but it still is like mental training, like mindset, like that's like, I don't need to, I don't need to worry about that. Like I'm good. So I think it is. And I think it still has some stigma attached to it in terms of like mental health, right? Like, oh, if I'm not confident, then there's something wrong with me. And I've had girls that kind of feel like maybe a, a bit ashamed about not feeling confident. And so I think it is, they're still is this number one, a stigma attached to it? And number two, I don't think people completely see the importance of this, but it's cool. Like, I don't know if you have seen the, it's a new Netflix series called Breakpoint. Um, anyone listening, I would highly encourage it, but it's talking about like the, you know, the, the best tennis players in the world and, and how like literally at least 90% of what they talk about in that series is like, the mental part of the game. And it's just really cool to see like it becoming a little bit more mainstream, so to say. So I think it's, it's gaining some momentum, but still it's nowhere near like where it should be, I would say. Well, and I think that's why I find like, I really wanted to talk to you because there aren't that many organizations doing the work with young athletes. Yeah. And there's a huge push for this at the collegiate level or the pro level. And I, like you also had my first kind of experiences with mental skills training in college. We had a sports psychologist as well. It was the first time anyone even asked me about that side of my play, even though I was always an inconsistent kind of unconfident player as a youth. And, and I think developmentally as, as girls, like 10 and up is a perfect age to yeah. be talking about this because girls are 
developmentally able, I, I notice, I'm sure you do too, from 10 to 12, you have some players who are just starting to have the self-awareness of themselves, but by 12 to 15 is like game changing. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the social stuff comes in too. Like it's happening way earlier than it did, I think when we were kids, but that's where a lot of the social dynamics are coming in, which is so sticky with like how people actually, how the girls actually view themselves. Totally. And, and social media and, and just tech plays such a larger role in all of that too. But I think um, it's, it's definitely still foreign to people to think about doing things at a younger age, but I think it's so necessary because they get to the collegiate level and we've created so many habits around our social emotional well-being, but then we have to kind of fix or slap a band-aid on. And, and it's not that it's too late, but like you said, it becomes yeah. a bigger conversation later when we could have been creating better habits at younger ages. And I think that's where um, I love the work that you're doing with that. So, yeah. And I mean, too, with that, like if, if girls get this earlier on, there's a way more chance that they'll actually continue to play in college and, and, and not just continue to play, but have more fun and also just like improve their performance. So I think the, the younger and like 10 and up, I agree. That's like a good age. Um, it's better to, for them and for the sport and for women's sports in general to help them with this at a younger age um, so that they can have a much better experience um, throughout their whole career. Totally. And I think that career is also post playing. Mm -hmm. You know, we have such an issue in our sport with getting more women involved in coaching and at, at a higher level within the, the, not the business, but the administrative side of the sport. And yeah. sometimes I think it is because they're just mentally exhausted by the time they're done playing that they don't even want anything to do with it. Yeah. So the more we can make the fun piece that you just mentioned is such a huge aspect. You know, so many girls are focused on the college scholarship and not the the great college experience of, of having fun and playing. And I think if we had more of that, they would want to go into those larger roles, which will help grow the sport and and grow the, you know, the well-being of women within the sport. So Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Oh my gosh. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And I love hearing your story and um, please everybody listening, go follow. Um, she uh, will go follow the Alpha Girl Confidence podcast because they, you have some awesome guests you have. Um, I know you just had on the Giants coach, right? Yeah. Melissa Nacken. That was super cool. Yep. Yeah, that is awesome. So go follow the podcast and make sure that you check out the book, She the Confident by Shay Hato. And um and check out our programs. Your website is alphagirlconfidence.com. You got it. Good guess. Yep. Excellent. I <laughs> <laughs> um, just want to make sure I have the dot com part right. Everybody's yep. definitely at the end of that. Um, so yes, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And um look forward to talking to you again, maybe in the future after you finish this next round of your um your new program. Want to hear about it? Or if you have a book coming out, we'd yeah. love to chat about that. So awesome. good luck with all of that. I'm yeah, excited. thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll have on some more guests coming up and we really appreciate listening. If you enjoyed this, please rate and comment and um, go follow Shay. We really appreciate it.